welcome to Creating a Color, sharing the creative endeavors of people of color. I'm your host, KB, and today I am joined with Vicky, an animator who previously worked with EA Games. How are you today, Vicky? I'm good. Thank you for hosting me today. Thank you so much for being here. So, what is an animator? Uh, to start with, like an animator is the person who decides how the character will move and what's the emotions behind the action. So we're basically like puppeteers where we bring to life uh, lifeless objects or like uh, insects or humans. And yeah, it's a very amazing job. How did you get started in the video game industry? So I studied in Ringling College of Art and Design in 2014. And in my junior year, I was able to have an internship with EA Games. And that was my first experience with video games. And I really liked it. And that's why I decided to keep moving forward towards that area in the future of my career. Did you play video games beforehand? Yes, I had played video games beforehand. I hadn't played any EA games, but I'm a fan of simulation games a lot. So I'm a big fan of very old school games, also like pixel art games. It's very amazing how you can connect with the characters and like go immerse yourself in the experience. And the most recently I played uh, a game called Inside, finished it, and it's just amazing how much you can get to with a story without saying anything. And yeah, it's just an amazing medium to tell a story. I love simulation games too, so I got excited. Yeah, me too. It's amazing. To you, what does it mean to work in video games? What I love most about video games is that it is a very collaborative space where a lot of departments come together to create uh, the project. And this is true with feature films as well. But I love about uh, video game is that you get the chance to have a lot of voice in how the story will play through. You have a choice in how the character will give its emotions and uh, how the story will go along in, in the game. So I think there's a lot of collaboration that I really like in video games. Did you always know that you had an interest in doing animation for video games? Or did you have any interest in different industries or fields? I didn't have in my mind when I came to study animation in the U.S. that uh, video games was a thing. I thought that only Pixar and Disney were the only studios you could work for as an animator. And I really did not know that a lot of different areas of animation that you can work with. So no, my junior year opened my eyes to animation in video games and I really liked it. I'm also not close to the idea of exploring other areas, but it's good to know for younger artists and people that want to get in the industry that there's a lot of studios you can apply for where you'll be doing the amazing job that you want to do. Do you feel in order to be successful in this industry, you need to be an artist? Yeah, I hear in this question, I think it's like a yes or no answer because yes, I think you need to love the art form as a general, but no, you do not need to excel at every piece of art you do. Like you don't need to be a perfect at modeling and animation and rigor and everything, but you need to appreciate the disciplines because when you're working together with other artists in the studio or in a project, and someone is taking their time doing their job, you need to understand why they're taking the time and what's behind their work too, and just be respectful of their work as well. So that's my answer for that one. What does it mean to be an animator? 
That one was a fun question because I think I always compare myself with a chameleon because it's a very versatile job. You have to put yourself in the mindset of the character. You need to let go of yourself and be like, who is this character? And also try to tie in personal experiences to the characters so that the character feels more genuine. So what in that character you can see in yourself, which makes characters in movies and games relatable because there's something in them that's in you as well. So it's finding those things and getting in depth of how your body would move if you were that person, how you would act with your face, if you would blink a lot or not. So it's a lot of studying uh, of the human anatomy and like emotions which plays a role in animation, which I love, and also acting. You need to know how to act. Even though your face and your body will not be on screen, the character will be on screen, and it needs to act according to what the character is, who, what's their backstory. Um, yeah, where do they come from? What do they want? When do they want it? So it's just such a complete job for me. I, I, I love it. I've loved it since day one. You know, from every episode that I've been doing this and interviewing different artists and departments, there seems to be one common thought process across all departments and its story. I feel like a lot of young artists or people looking into the industry tend to forget about the story aspect and look more into creating something that looks pretty or is sparkly. I say that because I like glitter, but... I feel like stories kind of put to the side for something more aesthetically pleasing. So this might be kind of a weird question to ask, but do you feel like there's a way to help young artists not forget about the story part of creating? I think I do. I think also that ties in what you say about uh, thinking about looks. You said uh, some stories tend to be very generic because they, they work for the general audience, but the characters lack a personality and uniqueness. So I think is the tip I would give is go back to where the character comes from and what makes them unique and what is this goal they're trying to achieve that is so important to them that the story cannot progress and if they don't achieve it, they'll have roadblocks like we have in life and they'll have things to cross over and they'll learn something in the end. You can always keep the structure of a story consistent without making the character so generic. And that's where I think I love your your interviews because we need to tell stories from diverse backgrounds because that makes stories interesting and unique and the reason why they're so generic sometimes is because they get told from a place of a one type of background so I think another tip is try to explore different cultures different people different religions and see where can you find some story that is of interest to you yes <laughs> exactly do you mind going into depth about what it means to be specialized versus a generalist? Yeah, that's a very uh, like a like a easy answer because specialized specialized person means you only fulfill one role in your job. So you're only an animator, you're only a rigger, you're only a modeler. But when you're a generalist and you're hired for a job, you tend to do more than one discipline at your work. So you tend to maybe do the modeling and the rigging and the animation. So I think generalist jobs are for people that love the art form as a whole. They're actually good at many things and they can create a full product by themselves. But 
a specialized job is for people like me that are so passionate about one specific thing that we prefer to dedicate our time to excelling at best at that one thing instead of focusing on many things. Okay, I see. Very interesting. I didn't realize that there are opportunities for people to not just focus on animation or modeling or rigging or what have you, but they can also do all of those and then some. Very interesting and it's very popular in advertising uh, firms, uh, companies, uh, where they will need a person that can do many disciplines. And the generalist jobs are very required and they're very popular. So if you want to do more than one thing, there's a spot for you too. What does your daily routine look like? I wake up early in the morning. I try to have some time for myself in the morning. I try to read some book, 30 minute max I read in the morning. And then I start my work at 9 uh, till 6 p.m. Uh, during lunch break, I try to get exercise in because of the stress that one deals with so much computer work and the sedentary lifestyle. So I try to get some exercise in there when I can and when I'm feeling it. And then I speak with my family a lot after after work and I draw a lot. That's my hobby too. And yeah, and then I relax in the evening and have some dinner with my partner and yeah. That's the end of the day. Oh, lovely. What are some specific roadblocks you try to look out for? I think is one important one that I always try to mention is failure. I think people are very afraid to fail. But what they don't know is that failure happens to everybody. And it's how you deal with it and how you act upon the failure that's important. And I will say, like, don't quit until you reach the goal that you want to because you are going to reach it if you don't give up on it. I think failure scares a lot of people, but it's because it's a bad word, but failure shouldn't be a bad word. It's just a little step more in the way for you to achieve your goal. That's poetry right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's what every day I say. Today was bad, but it's not a stop for me. I keep going and I keep chasing for what I want. I love that. That's very good. Did you come up with that? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) What support or resources do you use or would recommend for someone trying to break in? I think uh, always keep practicing and improving your craft. Uh, Just because you got a job or just because you feel like you've reached a point you're good enough, just never stop uh, working hard and, you know, being passionate about what you do and keep practicing and improving. Also, I think a lot of people are afraid to reach out to other artists for help or for opinions, feedback, whatever. I think that shouldn't be a thing. Artists are very supportive community and they are willing to help you if you reach out uh, politely and ask for a genuine opinion on things. I, I personally love to give feedback to people. Uh, yeah, those are, and always be respectful to your coworkers, your partners in your school, if you have any, like your classmates. Uh, always be respectful because those things play along in the long run, and you don't want to be mean and uh, a bad person to those people. Because uh, the industry is very small, so you want to be a nice person. It's not a hard ask, but sometimes, you know, it has to be said. You have to be nice. Vicky? Yes. What was your upbringing like? 
So I am currently home. I grew up in Argentina and now in my holiday break. I have very supportive parents and family. They always chase me like to fulfill my dreams. My parents were the ones that preached on the failure is not a failure. So I never quit on my dreams. So I'm very grateful for family I have. Uh, they've always supported me and it gets me emotional every time. But yeah, it's it's a great upbringing I have. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So they are. <laughs> oh my God. I'm a very emotional person too. Let's say. <laughs> that's okay. Me too. Me too. Like. I'm starting to get a little emotional myself. Yeah, I'm here and I'm with them. So I'm very grateful every day for their support. Do they support you coming to the States to go to Ringling? Yeah, they, they give me a lot of support. I also gain a scholarship for uh, like a good portfolio too for going there. And yeah, they've been all the way with me in the phone, in the here, you know, it's been great. I am very grateful. Oh, that's wonderful. That makes me so happy. Family is everything to me. You graduated from school not that long ago, yeah? Not that long ago. It's 2018 and two years ago. Congratulations on your career so far. Thank you. That's huge. How does your experience in school vary in comparison to your work in the industry right now? I do think school pushed me too much to the points where I had a lot of stress Um in school because of so many deadlines that kind of prepared for work but work is not as bad as school was i think school is very important for getting you disciplined because i did get very disciplined with my work but also it made me realize i need to watch out for my mental health so i don't repeat what happened in school which happened to a lot of my classmates as well where we do prioritize our mental health we do not have any hobbies or we do not do any activity besides from schoolwork. So when I got into working in the job, I realized that people do have a life outside of work. And then I had to figure out what do I do outside of working? Because during school, all you do is work. Because if you don't work, then the, they see you as you're slacking or you're not doing enough and you won't get anything. So I would say it wasn't the most... Um, a healthy mindset during school we had. It's not healthy to have a mindset that you have to work 24-7, but that was the mindset the school had for its classmates and me, and I'm very grateful for the school I went to. But yeah, it made me realize you got to be careful to not over-exhaust yourself because then it might be harder to pick yourself back up, which I have picked myself back up already. I'm fine now, but I do wish I tell two younger students to try at least to squeeze in sleep and eating properly and some hobbying here and there so they don't go through the same of that. I know I'm someone who gets so absorbed in whatever they're doing I actually forget to eat myself for an entire day. Yes. Same happened to us yeah with my partner it was it was hard. It was a hard time. So like, we would sleep in there, like trying to finish our renders for the film and everything. And um, I am grateful, as I said, but it's a mindset that you don't want to carry with you. You want to even have some therapy or some yoga or something later when you finish, if you went through that, so that you can refresh and be like, okay, it's over. Now I need to improve and be better next time. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about 
how you feel about being a woman of color in the video game industry. Yes, of course. I don't know the best way to ask that question besides just blurting it out. But And I think that shouldn't be an uncomfortable question at all because it's the reality that the women deal with and we need to talk about it because we need to normalize what's going on. I am currently the only woman in my department of the animation narrative team. I personally am very voiceful with my words. I speak up when I want to. My scare is when girls don't want to speak up because they're scared. And my advice to that is that, okay, you have to speak up when you're in a room full of men. You have to raise your voice and speak your mind and give your opinion on something and if they don't listen to you then you have to realize and make in your mind that they are not worth your time because they're not listening to you so i think it's very important for young women and, and adult women to know the limit you're willing to take for your for your own worth you know we are worth equal to men so if they're not willing to listen your opinion but they will listen to a man's opinion that then it's not the place for you because you are worth more than that so i i personally never had a bad experience because i don't let them happen either um never let happen anything because i am very strict with what i will allow to go you know there was one time i tell you this story there was one time this coworker is no longer in the company, but he says something like, oh, those glasses make you look smarter, like like if I was smart beforehand. And I said, excuse me, I was smart before putting the glasses on. I got this job. And what was nice about that situation is that all the other coworkers who had been with me for longer, they all backed me up and said, hey, she doesn't need glasses to be smart. And he had kind of shut up. But, you know, if I hadn't spoken up, maybe he thought it was okay to make those discriminatory comments mm -hmm. because I spoke up. And also because I had the backup of male coworkers who spoke up, then that made that person feel like, okay, this is not okay. I need to improve. I cannot make this comment again. So I think it's important to speak up. It's important that you feel empowered being even if you're a minority, you need to feel empowered that you are a woman there and you'll bring unique voice and opinion to there. You'll bring a side that they never heard before. So you need to feel like they need you there. You don't need them. They need you. So you need, you need to feel that too. So those are my two advice. So speak up and know your worth. <laughs> Preach! Then I'm all for women advocating for their rights. Yes! So you mentioned drawing is one of your hobbies, but outside of work, do you have any other side hustles, hobbies, or activities you engage in? As I said, I love reading and I love painting. And I, I have been like trying to be more financially responsible with my money. So I've been researching and investing in the stock market as a side hustle, which I've been very happy about because it's something completely opposite to art. It's so financial and it's just something that gets me totally away from art and I can like learn something else that's totally new so that's been something I've been really enjoying uh, learning about and reading about books about uh, just something completely different to art and I like that I was not expecting you to say <laughs> stock trading but that's amazing yeah and this is recent this is because you know I, I 
I found it, you know, it just found me, I found it, I liked it, and I love finances, so, and it was fun, it said you get to go away from art totally and focus on some other thing that you might like, Mm -hmm. which I think is, if you find it, it's not that you need to do some other hobby, but drawing, animating, painting, and all those stuff is very artistic form of expressing, so learning this thing that is very like uh structured i liked it too i like it doing it in my side time at work yeah would you recommend just because we never really talked about finance <laughs> on this show which i promise we'll we'll do that in sometime in the future but would you recommend other people to start looking at stocks or general money management because i feel like money and marketing and business stuff just tends to get overlooked for the sake of passion or art or drawing, if that makes any sense. Um, I think, yes, I think people should be focusing on that. Being an artist does pay well, but living in Los Angeles, Los Angeles, LA, it's a very expensive place to live in. And sometimes, you know, you want to be more comfortable, you know, you want to think of your future or I personally, I'm a person who does think on future stuff. So I think it's important for those people who want to, you know, have a more freedom in their future to start investing or thinking of ways to save their money better uh, so that they can have more freedom later, you know. I am not a professional or nothing. I do all my research on YouTube and Google and books that I bought on Amazon. And it's just mesmerizes me, the amount of stuff one can do to have more freedom later in life if you take care of stuff right now. Like your 401k, like investing in, in index funds, which a little, instead of spending your money in, a, in a whatever you want to buy, you save a little bit of that money and you put it in somewhere where it'll be increasing over time. Uh, and that is... As I say, it's very non-artistic way of thinking, but because we have to live and pay our rent and our groceries and everything, we I personally want to have the security that I am doing something else just in case, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel are the next steps in your journey? That's a great question. I love working in video games, but in the future, in the long-term future, I would love to give back to my community here in Argentina. I would love to start an online school for them where they can learn animation, where they can have the tools for learning. I feel like there's a lot of talent here and they haven't had the chance to go to the United States to study. And I don't want them to feel that that is the reason why they cannot fulfill their dream. So I want to give them the opportunity to study from professionals in the United States that are Latin American as well and give back to people from Latin America. And I I said Argentina, but I mean all Latin America. I want to make a school for them because there's no school for them. There's no school in Spanish for them. And apart from that, I would love to provide jobs for them to work outside so they can make a living also. You don't want to study and then don't have work to work which is another problem in Latin America. There's not a lot of animation shops that are to the quality of the United States have. They have a lot of advertisement firms and companies, but they do not have a lot of feature films and TV shows and video game companies. Uh, The very important ones are, of course, in the United States. So if we can find a way to connect the United States with Latin America, 
and have them work for them. I would love that and provide jobs for them because I have so many people that message me in Spanish, of course, and they're like, I want to work where you work. How do I do it? And it's hard to tell them because working for, for United States from here today is a little hard, but it's not impossible. You just need someone that makes the process easier. And I would love to be that person one day. That's dream long-term goal because that will take a long time to achieve but I won't give up and then maybe I'll go back to this interview and be like I made it I made it happen <laughs> please let us know when that happens because yes of course I will I want to promote the crap out of it thank you so much yeah it's a, it's a dream of mine it's a it's what will bring most value to my like life goals and everything is maybe helping people that needed, you know? Yeah. Okay. Now is the time for rapid questions okay. where I ask you a series of this or that or yes or no questions and you answer as quickly as possible. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It's going to be fun on a bun. Uh. <laughs> okay, we'll start easy. Okay. <laughs> Dog or cat? Cat. Yes. I have a cat. Do you have a cat? <laughs> There was only one right answer then. Uh, <laughs> I used to have a cat, but then I left here and we have to give it away because no one could take care of it. And we gave it away to a friend, so it's in a good place. But That's yeah, right. no one could take care of it. Would you want another cat? Yes, I want another cat. I just want to be in a place where I know I'll be responsible for the cat and I'll be a stable in a place. So it will come, but eventually, not today, but very soon. But cat is my first option. Perfect. What's the closest thing to real magic? The closest thing to real magic? I would say faith. Faith is the closest thing to real magic. Because when you have faith, you can really make things happen. And it might feel very magical when it does. Nice. Pie or cake? Cake. Oh my god, cake. What about a cake or a cupcake? Cake. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many variety. Cupcakes are always a cupcake and pies. I'm not a fan of pies because I wasn't uh, raised with pies. Pies are not a big thing here in, in here in Argentina. So I, I love cakes because they come in all shapes and forms and sizes and they're all very different. Have you seen how to cake it at all? No. It's this woman who's a baker and she makes these crazy elaborate cakes like i think she made a football once it was crazy oh my god that sounds amazing <laughs> yeah you see so creative too it's like an art form also yeah exactly it's super cool so do you prefer the morning or the night i'm a night person night person always that's why i told you that recently i told you i wake up early to read book because uh -huh. i've been a night person all my life and I, I just waste, you know, I just, before I just woke up for work and I started work immediately after I woke up. But I realized I want some time for myself beforehand to help also what I told you about stress and trying to find time for myself. So I started having a little morning time for myself, but I'm, I'm a night person, you know, I, I love night, doing night things at night.
it's hard. I really like it though. I like waking up early in the morning and having some time for myself. That's something I didn't have before because I just woke up and go straight to work. And now I have time to, you know, read a chapter on a book and make some coffee and think on stuff, reflect on anything or just chill there in the balcony. And it's, it's different. I like it because it's different. Maybe when I get used to it, it won't feel as exciting, but because I've implemented that recently, like I would say like mid this year, I implemented it because of also the COVID, like it helped my mind more at ease. And I really like it. It's like a different thing I can make in my day that can make my mind think different. So I like it. Yeah, it's tough. I'm also a night owl and it's, it's, it's really yes, hard. It, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard because we like to work at night and then you go to bed late and then you cannot wake up in the morning. Exactly. You know, exactly. Um, what's your favorite scent? My favorite scent is lavender. I love lavender and chamomile. Like everything I have, my tea, my bubble bath. If I make one once in a lifetime, I have one bottle that's lasted forever. But that one is scented the same. I love that that it makes me very relaxed what's your favorite season season summer i love summer summer is favorite what's your favorite seasoning season ing um um I, that's a hard one because i don't season anything <laughs> um I'm trying to find one that's exciting and i don't say salt because <laughs> i'm allowed to say salt um I will say, okay, there's a seasoning back home that I really like that is called chimichurri, and I love it. And it's a seasoning that you put either to veggies or to meat, and it's delicious. Mm. You should try it. I'm going to try anything. (laughs) Give me a word that starts with the letter Q. (laughs) Cutie. With Q, that's such a... That's not how you spell it. I know, it's a, it's a cute way of spelling it. Yeah. It? Uh, Q, Q, I cannot think any with the letter Q. Oh my God. Uh, QAnon, the fake myth, that one that they invented. In the... Oh, that's a spooky word. <laughs> that's a spooky word. It's the only one I can think of. <laughs> because I've heard it so many times this year. Uh yeah, that one. I cannot think other word with the Q. Oh, my goodness. Oh, queen. Queen. I like queen. Yes. Let's do queen. Let's do queen. No, no, cu- no cutie, no Q, and on queen. Queen is my word because we are queen and the women are queen and we should be treated That's like queen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I like that one. I pick that one. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vicky, for speaking with us today. It's been a pleasure. Do you have any social media you would like to share with us? I have a social media Instagram uh, named Lopi Art. Uh, you can find me there. I post all my comics about like life and uh, general advice and uh, women rights and all the stuff that I'm passionate about. It's all in my page. And yeah, I really enjoyed the interview with you. It was amazing. You're a pleasure to talk oh, to. Thank too. you so much. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're. That's so nice. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. 
please follow Creating in Color on Instagram and Twitter and feel free to submit any questions for upcoming guests through our social media or our Gmail, creatingincolorcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in following me, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and well, that's not, uh, well, I spoiled. Well, I'm going to start streaming soon in the new year. So what's up, everybody? <laughs> um, at, maybe it's KB. That's my official announcement. <laughs> Thanks to Namikaze for allowing us the use of his song. You can find more of his music on his SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Namikaze. That's N-A-M-I-K-A-Z-E. Since Creating in Color is a new podcast, we appreciate any word of mouth or even helping push our hashtag on social media, Creating in Color cast. Also, hi, this is Editing Katie, jumping in last minute. I wanted to say, because I forgot to mention in the original record, that this is going to be the final episode of season one. I am taking a much needed break for uh, the month of January, but we will be back with season two in February of 2021. Um with a special guest so jump in please thank you thank you thank you for all of the love and support for season one i never anticipated the podcast to take off the way that it did so i'm just very thankful for everyone for making this a terrific experience and i hope everyone has a very very amazing 2021 can't get much worse than this one aha okay back to past kb and vicky (laughs) Before we wrap up, do you have any departing words of wisdom for everyone listening? Uh, Don't be afraid of failure. Keep going for your dreams. You'll make it if you don't quit. Nicely said. This has been Creating in Color. Keep striving. Keep trying. Keep creating. Bye. Bye. Yay, we did it. (laughs)